Thanks for listening to the Inner Life Podcast. Be sure to join us every weekday at 11 a.m. Central on Relevant Radio and on the Relevant Radio app. Find your local Relevant Radio station for the Inner Life at RelevantRadio.com or stream us live every day on the Relevant Radio app. It's time to set out on the pathway to healing and light. This is the Inner Life on Relevant Radio. If you have questions or concerns about your faith journey, if you are struggling or searching for something more, if you are in need of some spiritual direction, our Catholic priests are here to help. One heart at a time. Welcome to the Inner Life on Relevant Radio. Hi again, everyone. I'm Chuck Neff. Thank you for joining us on The Inner Life, our program about spiritual direction coming to you every weekday to help you know you are not alone on your journey of faith. And today we're going to talk about balance in our spiritual lives. Now, I suspect at times, and especially this year and uh, this time of the year, that uh, balance in your spiritual life might be a bit of a challenge. Dealing with a pandemic, uh, with Christmas fast approaching, where does your faith and spirituality fit into all of that? Or does it? I mean, our prayer life can often get pushed aside, pushed down our list of priorities. So how do we maintain some sense of balance in these no doubt uh, busy and trying times. Well, we're going to talk about that today. Here to help us on the journey, back with us once again, our spiritual director today, Father Nathan Reisman. Father Nathan, a priest in the Archdiocese of Milwaukee, pastor of two parishes, St. Francis Cabrini and Immaculate Conception, both of those in West Bend, Wisconsin. Father Nathan Reisman, welcome back to the program. How are you doing today? I'm doing great, Chuck. How are you? Doing well, doing well, <laughs> you know, balancing everything, <laughs> juggling a lot of uh, right, balls hey. in the air, a lot of moving parts going around these days. And uh, yeah, but no good. Uh, things are going well. And it's uh, good to have you back on the program, as always. Always appreciate, appreciate your great insights uh, when we whatever we're talking about. Today, we're going to be talking about balance in our spiritual life. As we do every day, we'll open up our phone lines, inviting you and our listening audience to join us on the program. So, Father Nathan, get us started. Balance in the spiritual life, and uh, maybe uh, just start for us, if you would, when we use the word balance, uh, what, are we, what are we talking about? Well, you know, it can mean a couple of things. I mean, for one, as I think you alluded to at the program opener, it means trying to balance just everything in life in very hectic and stressful times, uh, be that pandemic times or other times, especially this time of the year, things just seem to be so hectic for people. So balance is just about how do we keep it all together and not... Uh, go over the edge or lose our minds just period and and because spirituality does kind of permeate all of our life that's related but then also you know i i think when one talks about this as a particular topic balance in the spiritual life we're probably looking at you know some of the great classical spiritual writers over the centuries especially someone like say uh, saint francis de sales who talked about uh, just how does it mean to be prayerful and in god's presence in a way that is appropriate to each person's state in life. Because sometimes there might be a tendency for us in different ways to um, maybe overemphasize certain things or underemphasize certain things when it comes to prayer and spiritual practices, or maybe think that, you know, perhaps we are not doing enough or doing too much. So, so there's balance in general and making sure spirituality does not get pushed out of the way. And then there is, you know, how does one engage spirituality in a way that's going to be appropriate 
and healthy for each person's particular disposition and calling in life. So for example, it's probably not going to be reasonable to expect um, a mom or a housewife or a dad, you know, uh, and a husband to live like they're in a monastery um, because they're not, you know. So you would say to a person who might be trying to do a lot of, um, let's say, the entire litany of prayers at home that a monk would pray and it's messing up, you know, the time for dishes and laundry and time with husband and kids and homework a person would say, well, you know, this is not really in your state in life. Uh, you have to have a different way to kind of pray that's going to fit what God's calling is for you. So <clears throat> I think we're always trying to figure out, you know, what does God want of me? How much should I be doing for him? Because we love the Lord and want to do all these great things for him. But he doesn't want us to do it in such a way that's going to um, damage, if you will, our primary fundamental calling and vocation, which is to live in the world in the different ways that he asks us to live. As a priest, my spiritual life will look like one thing. A monk will have another one. A housewife will have another one. And again, St. Francis de Sales was very, very good in his day at articulating this, this very point that I'm making. He's a master at this in so many ways. Um, so that's balanced generically, spiritual life. And then how does one pull that off? And we'll get into that as the day goes on here, I think, as the hour goes yeah. on. You know, It's going to be kind of figuring out how does one negotiate case-by-case circumstances and listen to God's voice. And I think it's going to be We'll talk about this too, a lot of what are the fruits? You know, what am I noticing of the fruits that's bearing in my life? If it's really stressing me out to do all these prayers every day, then maybe something is off. If I'm at peace, well, then I'm probably on the right track. So that's mm-hmm. I guess, some opening thoughts, I guess, about all of it. Yeah, and then just build on that, if you would, because I think for many of us, and probably yours truly included, that we tend to compartmentalize our life. So I've got my work life over here, and I've got uh, you know family life here, and oh yeah, the spirituality thing that's over here. But when we talk about spirituality, are are you talking about and really encouraging us to to look at our entire life in the presence of God? That's always been, I think, the Catholic answer, yes. Uh, you and others, I'm sure, are familiar with the, um, the morning offering prayer. You know, Lord Jesus Christ, you know, offer to you my prayers, works, joys, and sufferings of this whole day, and you know the holy sacrifice, the Mass throughout the world. So the whole idea, that, that's a spirituality that I'm, that's in that prayer. And the spirituality says to, the, to God, my whole day belongs to you. And in making a morning offering prayer like that, what one is trying to do is ask God to help one get into the habit of seeing the whole day as a spiritual journey. And uh, it doesn't mean I'm always going to be on my kneeler or in before the tabernacle, because that's a different way to be spiritual, let's say, and it's very explicit and important, and it's got its place. But the goal of those very, very, let's say, explicit prayer times is to let the other times be prayerful as much as they can be. You know, so there are people who make a prayer out of washing dishes, I have a hard time with that myself, but I'm trying to work on it, okay, because that's the point. I mean, everything has to be somehow understood as belonging to God. Uh, the most ordinary of tasks, right? You know, I I, um, I tell a story sometimes. I was on a mission trip helping kids out many, many years ago, and it was like a food pantry, and my job I was given was to spend two hours just uh, saran wrapping pizzas to give away to the poor. And I learned that it takes uh, two Hail Marys to wrap a pizza, This is my way of kind of like making what I was doing a prayerful exercise. So things like that should help us see the day as spiritual, even if it's not always explicitly prayerful. 
It's going to be part of what I'm offering to God, and it's going to, I hope anyway, make me aware of his love for me and my love for others and of his divine calling that, that I'm never, ever absent from. Father Nathan Reisman is our spiritual director. We're talking about balance in our spiritual lives today. If you'd like to join us, it's a toll-free phone number, 888-914-9149, our email address, com. But as uh, you look at uh, your life of uh, prayer, your spiritual life, how's that going for you right now? And with everything going on, what is your biggest challenge in trying to live a vibrant life of faith? We're here to help today. If you'd like to join us again Toll-free phone number 888-914-9149, our email address, uh, innerlifeatrelevantradio.com. I'm sitting here thinking, Father Nathan, that does it help us to maybe paint a picture of what a uh, um, spiritual life that's not in balance, what might that look like? Yes, I can give you two maybe extremes. Um a spiritual life that's not in balance in one direction would be a person who I think he or she goes through his, his or whole day giving very little thought to God, doesn't have any kind of uh, devotional life, um, barely glances to the heavens. It may, I'm, they're baptized, I presume. Perhaps they come to Mass on a Sunday, and that's fine. But the rest of the week, there's just nothing religious about them that would be a devotional at all. I, I think that's probably a pretty weak spiritual life that's out of balance. Uh, in the sense that it's just not giving God um, the love that he deserves and will help us grow and mature and bloom as healthy, holy, good people. Um, So we can all do a little bit better than like the absolute minimum. I think that's one way to think about it. On the other end of the spectrum might be a person who um, is so, so concerned to um, fast too much, give up too much, uh, thinks that before a certain time of the day is reached, say 9 o'clock in the morning, they must have crossed off this devotional prayer, that devotional prayer, this Mass, this Rosary, this exercise. And it's becoming, for a person like that, not so much a prayerful thing, but almost like a task and a checklist thing. And it's becoming almost a detriment to their peace because they're so anxious about getting it all done. Meanwhile, the uh, laundry's not getting done and breakfast wasn't made and the kids were not attended to to get on the bus. I think that's probably out of balance in the other way. And it's tempting to fall into it because we can think maybe, oh, I'm doing all this for God. This is great. Doesn't he want me to pray? Doesn't he want all these devotions? And because it's it's well-intended and we love the Lord, but we have to pay attention to, you know, does this make sense with my calling in life? If you're a monk, on the other hand, by 9 o'clock in the morning, you better have done all that stuff, because that's your life. <laughs> you're going to be in the chapel, you're going to make this devotion, and breakfast is made for you, so it's not your problem. So all that is constructed, so there is a person in the world who can offer all that to God. But for the average person in the world, they're not going to be able to, and so they need to think about, is this a little bit excessive? Well, I love the Lord in another way, by doing the laundry peacefully and cheerfully, rather than, you know, four rosaries before 8 o'clock in the morning. That's, I think maybe that's a picture, right, that we could talk about of extremes. Not enough and so much that it's out of balance with who I'm supposed to be in my vocation, if that makes yeah. sense. Yeah, and then bring it back to the middle. How do we begin to, to find uh, the balance in between those two extremes? And I'm going to go back to something you said, because I think, from what you're saying, it's really rooted in our vocation, in our in our state of life, uh, our duty, uh, whatever we, wherever we are, whatever we're doing. 
I think it is anyway. Yes, you know, each person has their own particular calling in the world, and that's fundamental and primary, and it's what God desires for us. And our, you know, our calling in the world is how, is our primary pathway to holiness. That's what God wants for our well-being is to engage it. Um, so how am I going to find a balance in that? I'm going to start with what seems sensible, just in a very logical, practical, concrete, you know, plane of existence. You know, I could say, is it sensible to do? so many prayers during the day when I have other obligations that are important. We can start with something like a basic roadmap there, and then we try it, and then we see how it goes. And I think that a person looking for balance in the spiritual life is always going to be asking God along the way to help him or her see what does he want. Uh, And if it seems to be going along in such a way that um, we're not at peace and we're anxious, then maybe we have to back off and adjust it. Or maybe it's going along, we realize, you know, I feel very consumed by my task. I'm not paying any attention to God. He's probably pulling us the other way. So part of the tricky thing about the whole thing is it's never, like, done. You're never going to, like, land on the answer. For people like myself, who love things concrete and very answer-oriented, this is maddening. But God is always trying to say to me and all the rest of us, you got to kind of feel your way forward with the sermon and prayer, and it's going to shift. One day, your kids are going to move out of the house, and you're going to have to rethink your whole time commitment. Maybe they need to start going to daily mass, but you couldn't before. So we find it, I think, by trying it and being very honest with ourselves about how it's going and asking God and the Holy Spirit to prompt us and guide us all the way through it, knowing he's going to show us the way because he he wants us to learn it, and he's a great teacher. Uh, talk a little bit to Father Nathan, if you would, about the pandemic and the the virus that uh, we're all dealing with in some way. Uh, is and we've been talking a lot uh, this week and really uh, during Advent that that the isolation, the distancing, and everything that's uh, not normal um, is this an opportunity for us to maybe get a little bit closer to family, get a little bit closer to to God? Is this an opportunity for us to really evaluate? and reevaluate the balance in our spiritual life. Yeah, and that's a great point. And, I, and I've been thinking a lot about that ever since March when this whole thing kind of began to be such a challenge for the whole world. I think it's complicated because I, I, and I have to be so careful how I say this. I think on one level, absolutely, what you're saying is true. God wastes no opportunities. He wastes no chances to teach us as persons or as a culture about where he wants to take us. And I think that we would be really foolish not to look for the spiritual lessons in the need to slow down, to cut some things out, to not be so hectic. And so there is a, a, a gift and a blessing in the reality of a slowed down life. Um, did we have to have every single sporting event going on? Probably not. Did we have to be running around as we always were? Probably not. So sure, I think he would like us to become a little bit more contemplative, a little more intentional, a little more deliberate, a little less frantic, and there's a spirituality to the peace of heart and uh, contemplative nature he wants all of us to adopt and to kind of rest in his presence. Uh, we'll get down to like what Sunday means, I think, further on in the program, but that comes mm-hmm. into it too, what is, how does Sunday factor? And so, true. On the other hand, I, I do think, and, and I'm probably maybe the minority on this, but um, I've thought a lot about this and written a bit about it. I I hope that as time passes, we'll keep evaluating how our response to the pandemic is um, 
on a public policy perspective, you know, maybe doing some real harm to people's souls by having a be so isolated. I think it's a very dicey, touchy thing. We want to help be healthy-minded people and everything else, but but I'm not sure that God wants us to be so insulated as we have sometimes become. And um, so if we find ourselves in that situation, kind of lonely and kind of crushed, we have to think carefully about what am I going to do with that? Um, and we'll have to find God in that isolation and loneliness you know, on the cross, on a Good Friday kind of spirituality, and the sorrowful mysteries, and the sorrows of Our Lady. You know, so I think it's I think it's a bit of both. I think it's complicated, if that's an answer to what you're trying to ask. <laughs> yeah, life is complicated, especially these days, that's for sure. We are talking today about uh, balancing our spiritual lives, and how's that going for you right now? And with everything going on, what is uh, your biggest challenge in trying to live a vibrant life of faith? Here to help you today, and if you'd like to join us and spend some time with Father Nathan Reisman, our toll-free phone number is 888-914-914. Don't forget you can email us, innerlifeatrelevantradio.com. We'll be right back. Stay with us. You're listening to The Inner Life on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. This is today's Gospel reading from the New American Bible. Matthew, chapter 21, verses 28 through 32. Jesus said to the chief priests and the elders of the people, What is your opinion? A man had two sons. He came to the first and said, Son, go out and work in the vineyard today. The son said in reply, I will not. But afterwards, he changed his mind and went. The man came to the other son and gave the same order. He said in reply, Yes, sir, but did not go. Which of the two did his father's will? They answered, The first. Jesus said to them, Amen, I say to you, tax collectors and prostitutes are entering the kingdom of God before you. When John came to you in the way of righteousness, you did not believe him, but tax collectors and prostitutes did. Yet, even when you saw that, you did not later change your minds and believe him. You can find all the daily readings at RelevantRadio.com slash gospel or tap the prayer tab on the Relevant Radio app. The Relevant Radio studio line is sponsored by Catholic Order of Foresters. Information about employment opportunities and their flexible premium life insurance plans available at RelevantRadio.com slash Forrester. Welcome back to The Inner Life on Relevant Radio. Call in now to share your story with our Inner Life spiritual directors. 1-888-914-9149. That's 1-888-914-9149. This is The Inner Life on Relevant Radio. Welcome back. Thank you for joining us on the program today. Chuck Neff, along with our producer, Nick Schmitz, Jim Shaper, answering your phone calls. And Father Nathan Reisman is our spiritual director. Father Nathan, one of our regular contributors, pastor of two parishes, St. Francis Cabrini, Immaculate Conception, both in West Bend, Wisconsin. Uh, That, of course, in the Archdiocese of Milwaukee. Talking today about balance in our spiritual lives. And uh, what's your experience of that? And maybe uh, there are days 
days when it uh, feels really good and other days when maybe it's a, a little off kilter. But with everything going on these days, what's the biggest challenge for you in trying to live a vibrant life of prayer? We're here to help today. If you have any questions about that, toll-free phone number 888-914-9149, our email address in your life at relevantradio.com. Just a reminder that if uh, you're just joining us or uh, you've, uh, don't forget you can download uh, the entire program, our podcast of the entire show. Just go to the website relevantradio.com, the inner life page, and you can download today's program. And uh, the show's generally up and ready for a download oh, within an hour or so after we say goodbye at the top of the hour hour. And if the program has given you a little help or a little hope, which we try to do on The Inner Life, uh, share it with some friends. Tell them about it as well. Father Nathan Reisman, our spiritual director, let's uh, head to the phones. And uh, Chris, listening in Hammond, Indiana, you are up first on the program today. Thanks for the call and welcome. Thank you for the call, um, taking my call as well as this topic, because I think it is so pertinent to who we are as uh, Catholics and Christians. Uh, and when I look at this very moment of what it is in this world, whether it's the fear of the pandemic or prayer itself, it's what I do with my life that is prayer. And so um, I don't see God as a number keeper, um, and yet I see a God who's so loving that I can't be flippant and say, well, God will forgive me anyway, and just do what I want to do. The balance for me comes from the very fact of using those three words that St. John tells us, God is love. And how do I respond to that love when I'm washing the dishes? It's I can wash these dishes, and it brings something good into my family. It brings something good into my experience of life when I do it with love. And so those small acts of kindness that we can do, that balance uh, comes through that view of God as love. And as we are in Advent and looking for the Savior himself, that was the greatest gift of love. Jesus. And so, like you said, opening our hearts and allowing for the floodgates to be opened so God can fill it with his love. That, for me, is how I balance my life. And I thank you guys for this pertinent topic. It's so good. Well, yeah, thanks, Chris. I, you know, you articulated it so well, so I really appreciate you, you calling in, because all that is exactly right. I, because the, the Christian way of life has always been... Um, about balance. We're, we're in these different tensions between different, you know, parts of the faith. And so, as you say, I can never just say, well, God's not going to care. He'll forgive me anyway and, and be presumptive of his mercy and not be zealous. At the same time, I can't be too extreme that I don't do what I must do for my obligations in the world. So we're always trying to walk the middle pathway of between the two tensions of, of, of extremes, you might say. And as you say, love is the answer, right? We know God loves us. Yeah. I want to love him back, and as I'm aware of that all throughout my life and praying about his love for me, then he'll lead me to where I have to be, both in terms of my vocation, uh, especially in its particulars, uh, in terms of my prayer. So, um, and I think that, as you, I think you're trying to say, all of our prayer and all of our actions and tasks uh, really have to become more and more um, a response to God's love. Love responds to love. That's always the motto of the great saints, right? So as I know that I'm loved... I want to love him back, and it takes all these different shapes depending upon where I'm at in life. So, um, yeah, no, I, I agree. I think just very nicely said. 
Very true. Yeah. Yeah. And hey, Chris, if you don't mind, if I might ask a question, as you talk about uh, praying and the balance you're trying to, to keep in your life, is there a sense of freedom when you're really kind of living it out the way you want to, that it, it's not about your agenda? It might be that person crossing your path. You take time for him or her. But is there a sense of freedom when you're able to, to really find that balance as you're talking about? There's a freedom in the same moment, there's a great joy. Um, mm-hmm. And in that joy, you realize that there's something more than me in this moment. And um, I work to help people in many different ways, one of which is uh, as they come out of prison, they come and live with me. And there are trials that we go through. But that perseverance of the love that God has for me is what I share with them so that when they do wrong, although we encounter that, it's the idea, how will God see this? And how can we bring God into this moment other than through love? And love is that desire for the good of the other. So I live for those moments. And when that happens, suddenly conversion can happen in the other because the origin of thanksgiving is in the giver. And God is the first giver. So for me to live my life in the fullness of God, I must have thanksgiving. I must have a sense of being able to share that gift of love with someone else. Otherwise, it's not about me. It's about God. And what does God desire? And that is our vocation. Um, So the same thing with washing the dishes or taking the dog for a walk or looking at nature and stuff. It's all that and more because that more is the joy that we can't even express in our lives. Yeah. Great insights, Chris. And Father Nathan, uh, we hear that, and I'm going to use the word freedom again. I mean, as I'm listening to you today and certainly Chris's story, when when we're really just walking the path that God has invited us, us to, maybe not the one we thought we were going to be walking today, but there really is a sense of freedom when we find that balance, isn't there? There is. And just like Chris said, and with it comes joy, they really do go hand in hand. And uh, freedom, you know, is not the same thing as license, like I can do whatever I want to. That's often a very American idea of freedom, like no restrictions, I'm free. Freedom is doing uh, what God wants us to do, and it's, it's capacity and the ability to be able to choose what is good, right? So I'm going to feel freedom um, as I follow God's pathway for me, and I'm going to feel freedom especially as I follow the moral law and the commandments, and if I begin to find myself becoming anxious or worried or, you know, wrapped up in various kinds of fears, be that related to prayer or something else, then it's probably an indication that somewhere along the line I'm not walking this pathway, or maybe I'm not walking it properly, or maybe I've been called to a state in life and I'm not living in the way that I'm supposed to be, so something is out of kilter. So freedom rightly understood, not, again, license, but rightly understood, which is linked to joy, is a great barometer, you might say, for, for going the right direction in, in our prayer life. That being said, God's also always going to kind of push us, because the more that I keep, like Chris said very well, the more that I keep engaging his love for me, I'm going to be always inspired to want to do more. Uh, and he'll help me know what that looks like as my state of life perhaps shifts and changes. Um, but... You know, as we often say, God is never content to leave us where we're at. He loves us too much to do that. He's always moving us deeper, deeper, deeper. And so we're going to be stretched as we move through it. But there will always be a peace of heart as we do so if we really are paying attention to what he's prompting us to do. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, and earlier in the program, uh, Father Nathan, you talked about uh, the fruits. And I guess maybe that's my question. If we're trying to the best of our ability to live uh, some balance in our spiritual life, how do we begin to know that we might be doing that correctly or uh, in a good way? What are some of the fruits we might see? Yeah, well, what are the fruits of a balanced spiritual life? I think... Certainly peace of heart, like I mentioned, so one's not going to be anxious about certain things. I think that maybe a fruit of it is going to be that we are um, engaging the tasks of our respective vocations well. So we're not going to be, uh, you know, depressed about certain things. We're not going to be lazy. We're not going to be overzealous. Uh, We're not going to be sloppy. You know, so a fruit of a good spiritual life, I'm, I can feel myself kind of living along my vocation with its tasks and duties in a way that is that is sitting well with me. And that, that doesn't mean nothing's ever going to be hard. I mean, hard things are going to happen, but a fruitful spiritual life will let me navigate them. You know, we can, we can take the hardest stuff in the world as long as we know that we're resting firmly on the rock of God's love. So that tells me that, you know, even if things are challenging, if I still know that God's near me, I'm, I'm doing okay. So I think a fruitful prayer life will let me engage my vocation, whatever it happens to be, in a way that is full, active conscience, to use the liturgical life's language, and uh, I'm not going to be afraid of whatever it brings to me. I'm going to feel very generous, I think, in my desire to, to share with other people my time, my love, my energy, my resources. Um, so all those, I think, are, are fruits of generosity, um, gratitude, um, I think a sense of justice about what other people are owed and that I have the capacity to do it for them because God and I are talking all day long about what it means to me to owe and give others what is their due and give him what is his due. Um, And I think a fruitful spiritual life also looks like one that is avoiding serious occasions of sin against the moral law. And that just kind of makes, makes total sense, but we'll put that out there. Right. And, um, and also, I guess that lastly, that a fruit is one that's probably going to feel always that, um, <laughs> this sounds so contradictory at first, but a little restless because God's going to keep prompting us forward. You know, So if, if I've been coasting for too long and everything's going too well, then maybe I'm not paying attention to what else he wants me to, to engage and to keep pushing deeper into his love. So a fruitful spiritual life will always be aching just a little bit, with the thirst of how else can I love God even more than I already do? I, I think I'd yeah. put all that out there in the realm of the fruit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then Father Nathan, as a busy priest, uh, how do you uh, try to maintain balance in, in your life? Well, this is a great question. I wish I could say that I did. The um, Here I am preaching to all of you. I should preach to myself. The I think it's hard because, you know, as I was saying a bit ago, just like in the life of, uh, of, say, like a household, the life of priesthood goes through its phases and changes and stages uh, when one changes assignments and when one um, changes duties or, or you know, p- picks up more parishes or when uh, pandemics come and everything kind of grinds to a halt. So I think what answered your question is I've always got to be praying myself about what God wants. You know, Lord, what am I supposed to do now in this particular set of circumstances and situations to live out my priesthood as you've called me to it? So if I'm going to be balanced, I have to be able to realize that I'm not always going to be able to live it the same way, if that makes any sense. So I, I may have had one set of routines and habits and one assignment, 
and then I got sent to another one, and maybe I have to shift those to a new one without hanging out of them so tightly, even though I'm quite used to them. So balance, for one, I think for me as a priest is paying attention all the time to where God's trying to push me and help me realize what has to go, what has to be added. And that's, and that's just common sense, I think, for everybody. Um, otherwise, you know, because I am a priest, and this will look different, I think, for, for the laity, you know, I do have to make sure that my prayer is protected and guarded. Um, it's, it's at the heart of my vocation to be able to just be alone with God at different points during the day. And I know I find that at different times in life when I'm not doing that for different reasons, because, you know, work can creep in or other obligations can creep in or, or who knows what. But if I start going for stretches of time where I've not been as focused in my prayer as I should be, then I realize things start to get out of kilter here and there and that can be brought back into line. So for me, it's, it's, it's guarding alone time with the, the Lord. Mm-hmm. And then it's just common sense things, you know, I should have some hobbies, I should have some uh, time where I'm not at the parish and, uh, or my assignment and think to myself, you know, it, in all humility, it's okay to realize I'm not always needed, you know, I have to recognize the tendency in myself to be needed, like we all have the same tendency, and the parish does just fine if I'm not always around, this is a lesson I keep trying to learn all the time, but it's true, um, exercise, walking, time with some friends, you know, so it. I think like anybody else, right, priests have a way, I think, of being kind of married to our work because our vocations are so wrapped up in, in, in serving and, and, and doing all things that we do that sometimes for us the trick is to step back and, and to let things go and realize it's going to be fine when we do. And my prayer has to prompt me to, to do that in freedom and in joy, like we said. Yeah. Well, and you use the word routines. Can you talk about that just a little bit? Uh, and I, as I'm thinking about uh, what we're talking about today and the routines, uh, to be uh, able to, to, uh, because my routine is all about me. This is what I do and don't get in the way because I'm, this is what I'm doing. And I was just thinking this morning, I was up praying and I knew that the, um, dishwasher needed to be unloaded. So in the middle of uh, prayer this morning, um, I took time off and went and unloaded the dishwasher because I thought it might be a good thing to do for my cute wife. And but it it was um, it was breaking away from my routine, my prayer time. I was up by myself, and so this is my time. But to talk about just being able to to break the routine, because uh, when we talk about routines, I think for me at least, it's rooted in me. It's rooted in what. I want to do. Yeah, this is a very, what you raise is so interesting, because it's a very key and subtle distinction in spirituality, because, you know, on one level, we do need to be able to say we have to guard time with God, and we have to make some kind of ground rules about it so that we don't ever waste it or interfere with it. So, I mean, you're not wrong to on one level to say, you know, I have time in the morning, I need to do this, and it's not necessarily me or selfish. It, it's you trying to give it to God. So, I mean, it, it's, we can make a mistake in thinking that it's a selfish thing to do to be quiet in the morning to pray because we do need to do that. On the other hand, you know, as the saints have said, you know, Vincent de Paul comes to mind, you know, and others, you know, when the poor are knocking at your door, put down the bravery and go out and help them because there's where Christ faces, you know. Um, you live in a household. That means you have to balance certain things that right now I just don't in my life. And so it probably makes some sense to you to say, you know, I'm, I'm, I need to pray, and that's great, and it's not a selfish thing. However, I know that in generosity, I owe this person I live with, 
the courtesy of having taken care of this household chore. That, too, is an act of love. So where you, what you're left with is, um, for those we kind of like rules in life, a lot of it is going to be kind of case by case. There are always going to be things that are kind of make us have to live in the world. Um, if one doesn't want to do that, then one has to go to the monastery <laughs> or go to the desert, you know, because I mean, that's what those things are for. And even out there, you might think, oh, it's just me and God, but no, not really, because in the monastery, somebody else doesn't unload the darn dishwasher, and you get mad at them, you know, and, and someone sitting in your prayer spot. So whenever free, you might say, of the um, complexities of people, and God doesn't want that for us. So, so much of spirituality is looking, letting it all get kind of mixed together in the stew of, of ideal and practical. So what you said about this morning is a great example of that. I need this, and it's important that I have this time because it's what me and God need. But I, I have a household, so I'm gonna I'm gonna be a bit of both and, right? A bit of both and, and that's yeah. that's okay. Yeah, the complexity of people. I like that a lot. Father Nathan Reisman is our spiritual director, talking today about balance in our spiritual lives. And uh, what's been uh, your experience of that? Maybe you struggle with it, and certainly with everything that's going on these days. What's the biggest challenge in trying to live a vibrant life of faith? Toll free if you'd like to join us, 888-914-9149. You can email us, innerlifeatrelevantradio.com. Stay with us. We'll be right back. You're listening to The Inner Life on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. The Relevant Radio studio line is sponsored by Catholic Order of Foresters. Information about employment opportunities and their flexible premium life insurance plans available at relevantradio.com slash forester. Welcome back to The Inner Life on Relevant Radio. You can like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at Inner Life Show or email us relevantradio.com. This is The Inner Life on Relevant Radio. And welcome back. Father Nathan Reisman is our spiritual director on The Inner Life today, talking about balance in our spiritual life. And again, a little bit of time left. Uh, what's your experience of that? Uh, if you'd like to join us, it's a toll-free phone number, 888-914-9149. And uh, by the way, if you joined us late today, we would invite you to download the podcast and you can hear the entire program. Easy to do. Just go to the website, relevantradio.com, the Inner Life page, and we'll have uh, today's program for you. And uh, actually all of our programs, and they're available for you to download and listen to. And don't forget... Tell your friends and family, too. You never know how someone might be impacted by what they hear on Relevant Radio. And um, just a reminder, uh, the year of St. Joseph, uh, the Holy Father proclaimed that last week. And we want to help you uh, experience the year of St. Joseph. And we're offering you all kinds of resources that will help you grow in your devotion to this great saint. All you have to do is go to the website, RelevantRadio.com, also the Relevant Radio app. Just click on the banner to uh, experience the year of St. Joseph. And when you register, we're going to send you a free booklet for the year of St. Joseph. That includes the seven sorrows and seven joys of St. Joseph. 
the Holy Father's Prayer to St. Joseph, and a whole lot more. You will also receive a monthly spiritual reflection on St. Joseph from Father Rocky and other relevant radio voices throughout the year. And you can do all of that. Uh, sign up right now by clicking on the banner at RelevantRadio.com and on the Relevant Radio app. So, Father Nathan, before we get back to um, some uh, more phone calls for you, talk a little bit as we talk about balance in our spiritual life, the importance of setting aside Sunday as a day of worship and rest and recreation. No, that's great. You know, and actually, as it turns out, um, I know here in the Archdiocese of Milwaukee, we're going to be doing some real thinking about that soon this spring um, with some comments from the Archbishop about the importance of Sunday and and whatnot. So it's on our minds here now already to think about it. And uh, so to that end, you know, Sunday has deep, deep roots in our spiritual tradition, um, going way back in the form of the Sabbath to the dawn of time. So Genesis speaks about God resting on the Sabbath after he made all creation. And for centuries and centuries, the Jews had very, very strong and careful ideas about what it meant to have a day that would be free of a lot of tasks and labors so that one could rest in God's presence. And so um, Christianity picks this up in the mode of Sunday, the Christian era. So it moves from Saturday to the first day of the week, the day of the resurrection. And in our case as Christians, we've not perhaps always been as um, rule-bound about it as some of our Jewish friends who take with, with utmost seriousness the Torah commandments about it and whatnot. But nonetheless, we've always been invited to see Sunday as a couple of things. For sure, one, it's a day of worship. There, there must be some, uh, some you know, liturgical worship in our uh, schedule for that day, slash these days the night before. And then two, even if we're not like you know, bound to not do any tasks, it is supposed to be a contemplative, restful day, a day of renewal, of refreshment, a day of family, a day of contemplation of God's blessings. It's supposed to look different than every other day of the week. And um, we have lost that in the West in so many ways in recent decades, you know, where more and more Sunday looks just like every other day. And what I think that one begins to figure out is that when one takes out of the week the deliberate need for a day of rest and contemplation and renewal, then pretty soon one finds oneself a slave to one's tasks and to the calendar and to the routines, and there's never any spiritual rest or even physical rest. And then before long, too, frankly, not only is that bad for us as particular persons who are not taking time to give God his due and to really renew what we need to be for ourselves, it's bad for a culture um, that never stops, never slows down, and we begin to make kind of a, a god out of our technologies, our gadgets, our routines, all of our ability to manipulate creation. We, we think, if I just do these more things, I'm going to find rest and peace, but it actually becomes the hamster wheel just turns faster. So you might say that, for, for example, to pick one thing out of a whole bunch, our modern-day ecological crisis in terms of the green movement comes back to our inability to not consume so much stuff. How would it look if we all took Sunday off? Would that be different for how we treated the planet, God's creation, each other? Um, isn't it unfortunate that there's a whole class of people who can't even take Sunday off because the rest of us have to go to the mall, well, before COVID, and, you know, walk around? You know, so, so, Sunday, so long story short— Sunday is critical to the health of persons, of the planet, of culture, of society, and God gives it to us for a reason. So a wise person 
long story short, who wants a balanced and spiritual life is going to say, I really have to take Sunday seriously. Um, it doesn't mean I must sit in my chair and not move the entire day. That is not the Christian understanding of it. And we can do things that we enjoy and spend time with people. But we have to make sure that it's going to look different, because if it doesn't, we'll be out of balance. I'm going to work, 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 or, or even if it's not work, I'm going to go task, 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 or calendar, calendar, calendar. I won't get to have uh, one-to-one time with people who are close to me, and I won't have time with the Lord, who is, who is owed to worship on a Sunday, um, not because he needs it, but because we do. It pulls us out of our hamster wheel and makes us stop and go, who am I as a person? What's my nature? What's my being? Where am I going? What am I doing? Um, what's got to go? So Sunday is critical, and I have, in recent years, as I've tried to be more intentional about living it out. Now, this is sounds funny. I'm a priest. I always, quote, have to work on Sundays, so to speak, um, which is not the same thing as Sunday is not work. But the point is, I have to think about it, too. So I say to myself, to pick one example, okay, how am I going to plan so that tomorrow, Sunday, I'm not going to go to the store, just so I can try really hard to just sort of not have to do that? It takes some work. In a very last-minute consumer-oriented culture, I, I got to go shopping earlier. I have to do things. I'd almost kind of plan it, but I find that when I do, it does make for a different, better, more perspective-oriented, restful day, and I feel like I'm honoring God's plan for me and for the world. Um, but it does take, in our culture, intentional work, and that's the key. Um, so, those are some thoughts. Anyhow, I could go on. Yeah. But like I said, it's a good topic. I have a follow-up if we have time, but let's take a phone call first. And uh, John, listening in uh, Mala, New Jersey. Uh, hello, John. Thanks for the call, and good to have you on the program today. Thank you, gentlemen. Um, my prayer life has uh, adjusted a little. I'm very devoted to the rosary, among other prayers, but I found uh, Adoration Chapel is shut down, so I've always hiked, so I do a rosary as I go into my hike, sometimes more when I come out. And um, But I've been finding our, my job was switched to um, home, and it's challenging to get up when you don't have to take a shower at a certain time. And uh, I find I, I set my alarm. I get up very early, 4.30. I listen to Father Rocky's rosary, and that gets me out of bed doing stuff with the help of the Blessed Mother and Jesus to get me through that. Then I listen to Daybreak, and then... You know, I, I, I catch Chuck's show on usually on the app. I'm, I'm live today because I just finished up uh, my teaching and I took a late lunch. But I love the show, love the station. God bless you guys for what you do. Yeah. Thank you, John. Good to have you on the program. And, you know, we talk about balance in in um, in our spirituality, Father Nathan. There are resources out there. And, yes, John, I'm so grateful. Relevant Radio is being a, such a, a good uh, source of uh, life for you, if I can use that. But there are resources to help us maintain this balance, aren't there? Yeah, there are. Yeah, and he mentioned the, this great program and then the great station that we all support and love. Um, he mentioned trying to... Uh, if, if one thing is shut down, the chapel will get a rosary. So the the, the Catholic tradition is, is a treasure trove of all these different particular exercises, devotions, um, even, even just something as simple and beautiful as the scriptures, right? You know, how can anybody ever go wrong from taking time to open the Bible each day and just sit with the Word of God? No one has to be in a church to do that. That's pandemic or no pandemic. God's Word is there. So maybe some of it is, as I think you're trying to say, just the ability and willingness to be a little bit um, 
creative and flexible and to shift and change with circumstances because no matter what, and, and our way of getting through this pandemic has shown this, there's always something to sustain us, even when the usual tools are taken away. So God never leaves us empty-handed. He never, ever does. Yeah, and then, uh, Father Nathan, go back to Sunday, if you would. I'm just always uh, so taken uh, with, uh, you've seen it, we hear it uh, said a lot, but just in terms of keeping our focus on Sunday as that day of worship, I mean, I think the truth is, and I think it's probably a good indication that sometimes uh, our families are more interested in in the soccer game for their children than they are to getting uh, to Mass on Sunday. Yeah. I mean, exactly, and I and I hate to say it, and and no one wants to you know pick on anybody, but um, it, there's a great deal of pressure these days on families to do anything but go to mass. And I, I'm not so pandemic aside. Let's pretend for a second there's no COVID. Um, but but before that, and, and uh, God willing, one day we'll come out of this, so we'll be back to whatever. But yes, lots of pressures. There's uh, sports. There's shopping. There's homework. There's uh, youth activities. There are frankly church activities. Um, and, and I, and I think it's a lot to try and resist it, sort through it and to, I think it makes us lose our perspective. I would love to be able to say to one of my students, can't you tell your coach that heaven's more important than your, than your match? And I, and they say back to me, yeah, but, but I mean, sure, father, but if I don't go to practice, I'm off the team. I'm off the team. I'm off the club sports. If I'm off that, then I, you know, so it's also out of balance because we've lost the connection to worship that is consistent and obligatory. And somehow we have to get it back. Um, and when it's one person in a big system, there's a tremendous pressure on a person to conform. I'm not sure what it will take, but something systemic, I think, has to be altered in our whole social fabric to bring back that, the day of rest and worship that we really need for us and for the world. Yeah. Father Nathan Reisman is our spiritual director, talking today about the balance in our spiritual life. If you missed the show, check out the podcast, download that. It'll be up uh, pretty quick. But uh, Father Nathan, we have to wrap things up. As you know, we'd like to close with a final blessing for all of our listeners. Now, may God bless and protect all of you. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, amen. Amen. Father Nathan Reisman, always a pleasure. Love your insights. Thanks uh, for joining us again on The Inner Life. We do appreciate it. And uh, thanks to all of you for taking a bit of time in your day to join us uh, here on The Inner Life. Always a pleasure to spend time with you here as well. We are celebrating Mass here in just about 60 seconds. And don't forget, at 1230 Central, Cale Clark with The Faith Explained. Check that out as well. Thanks, everybody. Great to be with you. Stay tuned for Mass. Uh, We're back again tomorrow and we hope to see you then.